Hi, everyone. This is Becky out in California, and I have uh, spoke probably many times you speak on this uh, 100-pounder meeting, and I, I'm very grateful um, that I'm always asked because this keeps me, um, you know, doing service, and it keeps my abstinence in place and doesn't, you know, allow me to forget where I came from. So I have uh, 18 years of abstinence. I came into program probably uh, 42 years ago, okay? So um, I'm going to start out with uh, my numbers, and then I'm going to start out with, with what it was like before, what happened, and what it's like now. So um, the highest number I saw on the scale was 355 pounds, um, and I am 135 to 137 pounds today. I um, weigh myself once a week, not every day. That would drive me nuts, and I um, stay within a two-pound range because of you know the hot weather that's been going on and water weight, it fluctuates two pounds. But, um, you know, I can't eat like I did at the beginning because I'm 18 years older. And as we get older, our metabolism slows down. And if we eat like we did in the beginning, you know, we're, we're going to gain weight. So what was it like? I came in, you know, a young girl. And at that time, my weight was 215. And the OA uh, speaker, because, you know, was meetings and meeting in a room back then, um, she was sharing her photos. And I just couldn't believe how cute she was. I, I mean, I was just like, wow, wow. She she looked like, like um, you know, you know she, she showed her before pictures. Um, at the end, they all held hands, which I wasn't expecting. And uh, they said, keep coming back. It works if you work it. And I thought it was, to me, I thought it was a cult. Like, where are they all, where are, why aren't they all wearing black uh, cloaks, you know, like, like a witch, you know? And I thought, wow. I, I remember sharing in my first meeting 42 years ago, and I said that I ate donuts because my husband beat me, and that I was convinced that I would never eat these damn donuts because I worked in a donut shop. It was like I was 19 years old, and I ran the whole entire donut shop from 6 a.m. till noon, and of course, when it slowed down, I was in those big bats. The big bats had all the toppings to all the uh, donuts they made. And I was just eating things by the spoonful. Um, you know, I didn't think I had a problem with food. You know, when, we, when I got married, um, I was probably what I weigh now. But soon after... I gained 30 pounds and I got to 165. So I went through high school 
at this weight, 135, 137. I went through high school on five feet five. I was just an average, you know, normal weight girl. And then I got married and it wasn't like I got pregnant right away. It was like um, I started to gain weight. And I thought, oh my God, well, I freaked out. I have to tell you, I freaked out. I ended up in the emergency room because I OD'd. And, um, you know, I OD'd on whatever bottle I could find of pills. And the nurse said, what do you, what, what, why'd you do this, honey? And I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to be fat. I'm going to be fat again. I remember when I was in eighth grade, my mom didn't want me to go through high school. And I was about 165, 170. So she sent me to a diet doctor and I took black beauties. Back then they gave me black beauties. And I got the 30, 35 pounds off really quick. And I went through, um, you know, high school all four years. I was always very shy, very reserved. So I was attracted to bad boys that sought me out. And that became um, a part of my life. I, I um, went through one marriage after another um, because um, I picked these good-looking guys that would beat the shit out of me. And, of course, the more they beat me, the more I ate. They drank, I ate. It was just a recipe for disaster. I mean, it was just they'd go crazy when they drank. And and then the only thing that would calm me down was eating. So I kept getting bigger and bigger. Finally, three years into the marriage, I get pregnant. And um, after the babies, I mean, I gained 90 pounds, 90 pounds, not to mention that my weight had climbed up after being married for three years, climbed up to 175, and then I went and gained 95 90 pounds, and I was sent to Stanford Hospital. And I think everybody's heard Stanford, even if you've been in another state. Stanford is very well known out in Palo Alto, California. And I was taken there for them to induce labor because I had gained so much weight, my blood pressure was off the charts. Um, my baby came out fine. She's, uh, well, this really shows how old I am. <laughs> she, I had her young. I had her young. Uh, she's 50 years old. She's 50 years old. And um, so I did not stay in that marriage long. Uh, my husband immediately wanted me to have the surgery to remove the 13 feet of intestine in my stomach so that you could lose weight. And of course I qualified, I was over a hundred pounds overweight. And I thought, oh my God, this man beats me now. He wants me to lay on a table and, and get rid of 13 feet of my intestines. I said, no way, no way. I mean, I was so tired of being all battered and bruised. So, you know, I, I took the baby and me, we left when he went to work, he was, of all things, he was a beer truck driver. And while he was driving out in Richmond and we were living on the east side of the bay, I decided I'm, I'm leaving. I'm taking all the furniture. I'll leave him the bed. I'll leave him this and that. I left. Um, but, you know, I came to OA again. 
And I have to tell you how much I've learned in the 42 years I've been coming in and out of these rooms. Number one, you don't leave. You don't leave. Number two, you give it up. I gave it up. I surrendered to the idea that this is not a support for your diet. This is a real disease. How many of of my friends that were not food addicts or overeaters, whatever you want to call yourself, every time I saw them through the years, they're the same weight. Why in the hell, every time someone saw me, I was up 100 pounds, down 100 pounds, up 100 pounds. And I mean, that that's not normal. You know, that's not normal. But I kept doing it until I lost 100 pounds three times and gained it back. Then I went and gained 200 pounds. Now, this, this disease will convince you that you'll control it. And I was very convinced that if I went to OA meetings and lost the weight, that I would know enough knowledge and that I could do this, just don't pick up. I always said don't pick up. One thing is that I learned through the years is that somebody would say, well, I eat this on this diet, and you can have this on this diet, and why aren't you eating almonds? So one time I went to Thanksgiving at my sister's house, and I had five sisters, and I forgot to mention the resentment that had to be worked out and let go. I have five normal-sized sisters. For God's sakes, how did this happen? I'm number six, and I've become a food addict? Oh, my God, what the hell's wrong with this picture? This isn't right. I'm the only left-handed out of six girls, the only food addict. They're all normal size. What What's going on with this? Married... This is my fourth marriage. I've been married 22 years to a normal, non-addictive person. I didn't pick that he would be non-addicted. I just got lucky. Lucky in the sense it has addict is not a bad thing. I'm, I'm just lucky in the sense that he's a very kind, loving, understanding, patient person because addicts aren't. And addicts need the 12 steps to work on their becoming patient and, and tolerant and forgiving. Um, so, so, so backing up, how in the heck did I go and gain 200 pounds? My mother died and two husbands that I was married to, they died all within three months. And then my psychologist that I was seeing for panic attacks and anxiety attacks, he died too. He was a quadriplegic, he was in a wheelchair, and he was treating me for anxiety and panic attacks, and his transfusions that they gave him, he was paralyzed from the neck down, that gave him cancer, and he died at 45, and I was devastated. I didn't have him, I didn't have my mother that made me codependent. Um, These two husbands, of course, I wasn't with them at the time. I went from like 175 to 350 in little over a year. I wasn't working from all my panic attacks. I wasn't working and I was in debt and I ate anything that wasn't nailed down. And I, I still say to this day I was a grazer 
and I was not a binger. Uh, I'll always say that because you can still gain. It doesn't matter how you gain or how you look at this, but if you're not within 15 pounds of a desired weight, because, you know, older people seem to like to blame menopause. I don't. Um, But if you're within 15 pounds of a normal weight, pretty rest assured, uh, you know, you're not a a compulsive eater or food addict. But if you're 40 pounds overweight in the dictionary, do you know they call that obesity, 40 pounds overweight? So what the heck was I? Morbidly, morbidly obese. Well, let me tell you the bad things that I hate about when I was morbidly obese and how nice it is to be a size six, size eight, and and to always weigh 135 pounds. You know what's nice and what's not nice when people say I'm at a party and I'm not eating what they're all eating, all the snacks, all the pizza. My daughter just had a big barbecue. I brought my food. 18 years, I'm still bringing my food. 18 years, I don't care what the next person's eating. I know my trigger foods. My daughter tried to turn me on to protein peanuts that were crushed up that you could put in your almond milk. No, no, that will trigger me. Do I have bacon in my house? No, that would trigger me. You know, I enjoy my abstinent food. But I'm not going to eat what the next person's eating because that's watering down the program. I was given a food plan in the beginning, and I stay to that food plan. My vegetables change. My food uh, uh, proteins change. I'm more on the vegan side. But what I wanted to share was how horrible it was when I got big. I couldn't wipe my ass. I couldn't get up off the floor and let someone help me, that is so pathetic when I look back. Was it my fault? No. But but is it is it my fault if I don't help myself and participate and work these 12 steps and be accountable to a sponsor, weigh and measure my food, weigh my body on the scale once a week? That's my fault. That's my fault if I won't do that. So I I have to be accountable because all those other times I relapsed, I relapsed because I didn't want to be accountable. I, you know, the disease is always lurking. It's always lurking. So when I'm in the kitchen and I'm married to a normal person, I'm giving them normal food, you know, I can't take bites or licks. There's no such thing because that is... So the voice of God, the voice of this disease gets quieter when you fill your head up with program, podcasts, Zoom meetings, outreach calls, taking someone through the steps. I do live and breathe my program because if I don't, this disease is lurking to take me down. It wants to kill me and it's progressive. Um, you know, walking by a mirror. Sometimes I have that, uh, uh, what do you call it, dysphoria about weight. When when I'm thin, like now, I'll be in Macy's and I'll say to my husband, is there something wrong with this mirror? This mirror makes me look really thin. Am I that thin? He says, yes. But when I was big, did I think I was big? 
no, I didn't think I was big. So it's just insane what this does to you. Um, you know, the fact that I only had two, three outfits, and every time I ate, I spilt food because my chest was so big. Um, you know, being embarrassed out in pu- public, but ignoring that people are looking at me, convincing myself not you to have, weigh You myself. have five minutes left. Okay, thank you. So wrapping it up, what what is my life like today? I got four sponsees that really helped me more probably than I helped them. I, I know we've all heard that before. I listen to two meetings a day. You know, I work out of my house. I'm still working. Um, you know, I, I walk my dog, something that I never would have thought of doing um, ever when, when I had all the weight on. I remember every meal I eat to weigh and measure it. I remember not to let things slip in by saying, oh, it's okay. You can have this. Um, you know, keeping myself honest, hearing a speaker speak at a meeting, I love it. I love it when they speak the language because they're speaking the language, and we've all heard this, the language of the heart. We may not come from the same occupation. We may not even like each other, but one thing we do understand is we understand this disease. Um, You know, I, I, I look at it as a disability, and I have a disability. I don't care how well I look in the mirror, how well someone tells me I look. I gotta stay on the straight and narrow. Do I miss all my binge foods? Absolutely not. You know what I love? The first year was hard. Yes, it was. I often, many times, in arguments and disappointments, because the emotions will send you back into the food. Many, many times I thought about picking up in the first year. What saved me is doing service, sponsoring others, speaking at meetings. Give give what you gave to your disease, but turn it around and give it to service. Give it to the program. Pour what you used to do. I mean, you know, people used to go out in the middle of the night to get a snack or make sure they had all their snacks in their cupboards. I have snacks in the cupboard for my husband. The door is closed. Even if I go in there, one thing I want to say by ending this, step one is the most important step that you do perfectly. The rest we work on. But step one is saying that you're powerless. Until I admitted and surrendered to the fact that I was powerless, over this disease, I wasn't going to do all the work. I wasn't going to surrender. I was going to still try to run the show. I've stopped trying to run the show. I don't want this disease back in my life. I believe that the bite is stronger than me. I really do. I really do believe a couple potato chips or a bite of a cookie will get me going. I'll think in the beginning that I got away with it, but you don't get away with nothing. So I just stay in my own lane. I've heard people say, stay in your own hula hoop. You know, just mine your own program. Do the best you can, but keep coming back because this program works. And all I can say is work with a sponsor, do service, and help others. Thank you for allowing me to share.
My phone Thank you. Number? Did you want to leave your number? Yeah. Yeah, my phone number is 650-740-6039. Always text me first, and then I can always call you back. Okay, and I guess a topic um, for tonight would be, um, this is is not a support group for your diet. Do you see it as a disease? Do you acknowledge it and then... Let's all hear about what you're doing about it. What are you doing about it if you acknowledge it? Thank you. Thank you.